If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of The Mind Pump, so for the first 44 minutes, we do our introductory conversation. This is where we cover current events, our lives, and we just have a lot of fun. And just stuff. After that, we answer fitness questions from our audience. Um, so that's what we do this episode. So the first 44 minutes, here's what we covered. We talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger and his love child. Everybody knows he had a child out of wedlock uh, when he cheated on Maria. Kind of crappy. But this kid is grown up and lifting weights, and he looks exactly yeah. like Arnold. Striking. Yeah. Then we talked about allergies. Um, everybody's allergies are terrible right now because it's super windy. But I brought up a study that talked about how reishi mushrooms help bring down histamine and inflammation and tamp down allergic reactions in the body. It's also very good for inflammation and relaxation and sleep. Now, our favorite source of reishi mushroom comes from Four Sigmatic. Now, Four Sigmatic makes the best mushroom-based supplements. Uh, they have a dual extraction process, which is unique to them. And they have uh, some of my favorite mushroom supplements like reishi, cordyceps, chaga, and lion's mane. We also have a discount for you. If you go to foursigmatic.com, that's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash mind pump and use the code mind pump at checkout, you'll get a full 15% off. Then we talked about the event that we had with Mike Matthews. That was a lot of fun. He said nothing that was super bad. I was, oh, yeah, I was, yeah, made me feel better. Big <laughs> deep sigh of relief. <laughs> no, we had a good time with Mike. He's one of our good friends. Uh, and we talked about the pre-event workout. We all had a good time working out together at the gym. Um, Adam talked about how he dressed Mike Matthews. Mike Matthews wasn't prepared for the workout. He needed some clothes. Luckily for him. We got the hookup. Adam had some Viore shorts that he brought for him, and he got to taste the amazing fabric feeling of the Viore shorts. You'll never go back. Now, Viore is uh, uh, one of the best makers uh, of athleisure wear that you can find anywhere. These are workout clothes that you can wear to your mother-in-law's house for dinner. Uh, anyway, we got a discount do for all you. The time. If you go to vioriclothing.com, V-U-O-R-I, clothing.com forward slash mind pump, you could use the code that's listed on that page and get a massive 25% off. Then I talked about my blood test. Uh, I went and got a physical. Now, everybody knows I eat a lot of red meat and a lot of cholesterol. So uh, listen to the episode to find out what my blood lipid test may look like. Then we talked about Zippy Zappy. Dr. John Gottman and his relationship video. Uh, Justin watched it with his wife, and he thinks it helped. I talked about the study on choline and Alzheimer's. Apparently, people who eat a lot of choline in their diet have lower rates of Alzheimer's. Uh, Adam talked about being alone with his son, his baby son, for the first time ever. Uh, did he set the house on fire? Was it a success? You have to listen to the episode to find Ooh, stay out. Stay tuned. Justin talked about uh, his Halloween costumes, and I talked about the movie Scary Stories. Uh, great movie. Then we got into the fitness portion of this episode. The first question, this person's got a torn rotator cuff and AC joint sprain, so he's got shoulder problems. He wants to know how he should train around this injury. So if Not you have just any person, it's Chase. It's our friend Chase. Tuning. That's right. The next question, this person has been struggling with knee pain due to pronation distortion. This is when you have really, really flat feet and your knees kind of come in together. So they have knee pain. We give some advice to this person. The next question, how do we deal with hunger 
when you're fasting. So if you're trying to use fasting to improve your health, you're going to probably feel hungry. We give our tips on how you can work around that. And the final question, this person wants to know what our favorite types of gyms are to use and how each type of gym changes our experience. Also, this month, you asked for it, you got it. Your favorite, the most popular MAPS program, MAPS Anabolic, 50% off. It's half off. This is the MAPS program that started it all. It's a phenomenal muscle and strength builder. One of the best strength building programs that we offer. Great for boosting metabolism. So if you're one of those people who's been dieting for a long time and you want your metabolism to speed up, MAPS Anabolic is the program for you. It's a great full body routine with phases, trigger sessions, workout videos. Everything's planned and mapped out for you in this program. Again, it's 50% off. It's by far our most popular program. Here's how you get the discount. Go to mapsred.com, M-A-P-S, excuse me, M-A-P-S-R-E-D.com and use the the code RED50, R-E-D-5-0, no space, for the discount. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time! Oh, shit, Doug, you know it's my favorite time of the week! Ooh-wee! All right, we have five winners this week, four in iTunes and one in Facebook, very light in Facebook. The winners for iTunes are Stay at Home Stone, Has Been Oli Lifter, K. Cammy, John Holmes Jr., and for Facebook, we have Tyler Gluyas. Hung so long. So, to get your shirt, send an email and the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, and include your Instagram handle, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. Tell me that's not like a kind of like a, a movie story where like kid grows up, doesn't know his dad. It's kind of like looks exactly. <laughs> and like then him. you find out your dad is freaking Arnold. Yeah. And then he's cool with you. Hey, son, sorry I wasn't there for you. You're like, Pfft. sorry, that was sort of a thing. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> this is kind of this is cool too. Yeah. Not as good, but still cool. Well, was was she living in with them? He was the he was she worked for them. He was, I know, she but worked, was she, I think she was like a housekeeper. Yeah, was she? That's what I'm saying. Was she like a live-in maid? I, I think must, so. Probably. So he was probably raised in the house still. That's wait a second. That's got to be weird. I wish I knew more of the story. I know. It came out. It came out. That's one of the reasons why he got divorced. <clears throat> one of the reasons why Schwarzenegger got divorced is because he had in this this illegitimate. I know, but what I'm saying is, Kate, the she the maid works for the the housekeeper works for the for them. Yeah, you should right? pull up through her picture, Doug. See what she looks like. Yeah, pull up the story. I'm very I'm curious about this because was she and the and the child living in in their house like in and so here's what I read. What yeah. I read was that he got her pregnant. The one of the housekeepers, and he. He gave her money on the side to take care of them. Okay. So he paid for them and everything to take care of them, but kept it a secret. Okay. Nobody knew. Then it came out that he had this, you know, that he cheated on Maria with this, uh, you know. uh, 18 years ago? Is that like it came out like how something many? like it came out a while ago? Yeah, they're, they're, that's that's her. What? The? <laughs> that's insane. Oh my god, dude. that's what you know. Arnold, what, come on, man. That's got to be her now, right? Like, what was she, she's eighteen? So back her up eighteen years when she. Was I don't like, know. You can back her up as much as you want. But you know, I mean, uh, she. You know, she was. You know, we've all had the. Yeah, I don't know. She was there. I can't you say. You know, that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's just, yeah. 
He's like, hey, where's Maria? Where is she? Um, oh, mom went on the, the trip. Uh, oh, there she is right there. Uh, That's when he was little right yeah. there. How little is he right there? And you know what's funny about this? That's crazy. So, oh, Maria Shriver knew him since his toddler years, but she must have not known. But that must have been weird because yeah. the kid looks like a clone of like, Arnold. Exactly like him. He, I mean, it's weird. He I looks mean, more like Arnold than I his would, other kids. I would love to know the story and how it unfolded more than anything else. Like, I mean, imagine like she's known, she knew of him since he was a toddler. At what point did she maybe did she start asking questions like, "Damn, this kid looks like my husband." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But and have you seen pictures of of Arnold's chi- children with Maria? No, they. They don't look like Arnold as much. I mean, you know, you can see, but they, but he, this kid looks. Look at that. Yeah, no, it's he's got know, the same smile. Ugh. It's a facial feature. Get to the chopper, really hey dad. Get to yeah, the, you know, he looks he just looks, like him. No, he looks just look like look at him. that. He's in movies. He'd be a stunt double. And then here's sure. the other thing: Arnold's other kids, from what I know of, none of them are into lifting weights like that, like like their dad was. They work out, but none of them are like into it. Yeah, this kid. Is an actor wanting to be an actor and yeah. is hardcore and beast. into lifting weights and he's he's natural but he's got his dad's build and now him and his dad are like now him and Arnold are are like cool now right They're so buddies. I so I'm I'm yeah. wondering then I'm assuming that uh, before it came out he probably wasn't spending as much time with him and now are they like together all the time I don't know he might be interesting to interview yeah. the kid yeah I would love to that might be interesting huh yeah, yeah no he I, looks like a Great kid, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah, he kind of looks like he's got Arnold's. Uh, what's he looks the like word? He has charisma. Yeah, for he, sure. doesn't he? Kind of come across as bit. having. Yeah, is that a picture of him right there? Back, back up, Doug. When he was little. Yeah. Is that the? Is that her and him? Maybe. I mean, because the thing about Arnold that makes him so special is his. He's got a, a charisma that is just unmatched. It got him whatever he wanted. He was so good with his charisma, so magnetic. From you know, you look at all the things he's accomplished. He, you know, he's also also a very hard worker and all it's that the, stuff. It, he's authentic, bro. Yeah, he's real. Hey, like him, like what he does or doesn't. He doesn't lie about it, really, right? I mean, he mm. he might have deceived his wife well, for this, and I probably got a lot of hate for it. But then when he was accused of it and it got called out, I'm sure he fucking well, exactly. It and he did pay. He did pay them. He did give her money, and then and now he's fostering a relationship with the kid. Yeah, you know, I mean, he made a big fucking mistake. Obviously, he's right. got a great wife, and you know, <laughs> it's just a it's kid. not one you can she's hide a, from. And the kid looks exactly like you. Yeah, yeah, she's a Kennedy, you know. Yeah, and he, you know, big mistake, Arnold. When did when did they divorce officially? Uh, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. Well, that just came out just a couple of years ago, didn't it? No, no, it no that's old news, dude. Or so. Oh, I thought it, I thought it happened when we were podcasting. It was before we even started podcasting. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, why did it, we... Why do I feel like it like surfaced like in the last like four or five years? Mm, it was it was at least <clears throat> maybe because he started to look more like him yeah. and he's into working out, and so maybe like that stuff started to come around. I don't know, but it's it's been a while. It's yeah. been a while. I was I was sad at first when I heard about it because Arnold. You know, you know how you he's, have. I know he's like a father to you. Yeah. <laughs> My dad let me down. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it is when you uh, you you have somebody you look up to, and you, without realizing it, you you create this like. Of course. You idolize them so they're perfect. So then you hear them fuck up, and then you're like, "Damn it!" Yeah, that sucks. Just a little. Oh. Like when I first heard he took steroids when I was a kid, because I used to I had his encyclopedia bodybuilding and I, following the routines. I'm like, "Fuck yeah, dude! I can look like Arnold. I'm gonna do everything he does." And then later on, I, who was it? My family, we had a family friend who was a chiropractor, but he was a bodybuilder, this jacked guy. And he's like, you know, uh, you know, and I was, I would always ask him workout questions. And he goes, yeah, you know, uh, Arnold took steroids, right? I'm like, no, he didn't. He's like, yeah, he did. I remember. We got this huge were, argument. Hey, like, like 15 years ago, that was like a big argument. 
That yeah. was people would argue that all the time. I yeah. remember arguing that with my buddies. Yeah, yeah. He, he was natural still. Yeah, everybody believed he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we got in this big old argument, and then he, and then I found out from someone else, and everyone's like, "Yeah, he's on." And I was yeah. like, "Dang!" That's why I was trying to defend the Bash Brothers back in the day. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. they got huge all of a sudden, just like, randomly. Like that, dude. Yeah. They're told they don't. They test for that. You ever <laughs> seen? You ever seen Barry Bonds? The, the difference in size. Forget his muscles. His head. Yeah. How did his head grow, <laughs> bro? It looks different. Him and Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire, I thought, had uh, the biggest transformation. Mark he, McGuire was like skinny the first he year. Got he got gigantic. Really... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was my favorite player of all time. And Dude. then he blamed it on Andrew Stanadale, remember? Yeah. He's thinking Andrew. Yeah. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. Andrew. I, I bought about $1,000 worth of those pills. Oh, pills. my God. I was getting some creams. <laughs> you know? Like, it was, dude. I'm like, they're, they're doing this based off of creams? Can I tell you something right now? Andrew Stanadale and all that bullshit is the reason how I got gynecomastia when I was younger. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That's what gave, I got it through that stupid shit. It got zero gains from it. <laughs> not yeah. a single, not a single pound. Anyway, dude, my allergies are killing me, dude. You have the, you see the wind this weekend? Oh yeah, dude, that wind's scary where I live because all the trees. You can look up and and they're just bashing each other at the top and like randomly some some big huge oh, branches will fall be, down. And because like, ah. of and because of my house being so hot, I've had all the windows open, so blowing all that through. So oh. what's it doing to you? Oh, it's my allergies are on kicking up like crazy so yeah. that's why so jessica too she's been complaining of sinus and so uh, yeah. like sinus issues so so uh, what i've so I'd, i've been doing this now for a little while where i you guys know i mess around with the the medicinal mushrooms the lion's mane reishi cordyceps but i've been doing more reishi and i've had no uh i've had no allergic uh, effects at all in what other it, words i haven't I haven't, haven't responded i haven't reacted to the weather what does that have to do with it reishi has antihistamine uh properties it's what? got anti-allergy antihistamine properties yep. what mm -hmm. bullshit yeah no legit like i'll pull up a study right now really yeah i did not know this yes 100 percent. look at this guy slowly closing me on four sigmatic again oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no 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 it's 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 got here we go it's it's a suppression God. of inflammation and allergic responses Hmm. So, no kidding. Yeah, so it actually works. And the studies show that it has an acute... Uh, this is why Rishi... This is what I love about the medicinal mushrooms. They have these immunomodulating effects, which is good because you don't want your immune system to be heightened if you have autoimmune issues, because that's bad. Obviously, your, auto, your autoimmune issue means your immune system is hypervigilant to begin with. You don't want a, uh, something to depress an immune system if your immune system is low. Um, so with medicinal mushrooms, oftentimes they modulate the immune system, meaning if your immune system it needs a boost, it gives it a boost. If it needs a little bit of tamping down, it tamps it down. And so these particular studies show reishi is really good. It's, it's got those immunomodulating effects, but specifically they were studying how it affected allergies and histamine and stuff like that. And it does. It works really well. It works really well with the immune system. And here's the cool thing about this too: that uh, you can take this a step further. Now, I, the reason why I take reishi isn't because of the my allergies. I don't necessarily have bad allergies, but I do react to food sometimes. I have like food intolerance and stuff. And I did notice a long time ago that if I took an antihistamine like Zyrtec over time, that I noticed I had better digestion. And I also and I went on some message boards and. There were other people on there with you know gut issues who said that they noticed a similar thing. So I said, oh, okay, it's probably just because it's getting my immune system to not react so strongly. And it's a mild effect. So I started using reishi instead, and definitely it definitely works. And that's probably why I'm not noticing all the sniffles and wow. weird shit right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, all right, all right, all right, yeah, all, so, right, all, right, all, right <laughs> all right. Just all right. use it at night too because it's good. Uh, it's a good relaxing mushroom. So 
If you take it about an hour or two before bed, you'll get good sleep. Dude, then- no, I, I 100% tonight will do this because the last like, I don't know, maybe the last five days or so, mm-hmm. it's like this, it's, I finally, we went past the heat wave. So now it's cooled off. Yeah. So now I got this cool, nice breeze. I'm loving it. But now because of all the stuff got stirred up because of the wind, now it's blowing into the into the house, and I'm fucking. I'm. I had a, it a major day. shift. I had an allergy attack just two nights ago. Katrina came what downstairs. An, oh. <laughs> where I'm just sneezing and hacking, and like, you know, it, I'm laughing because I, <laughs> I'm remembering what house was it that we all we rented a house. I think it was in the Oakland Hills or something. <laughs> and there were so it was lots and lots of pollen in the air, oh. and Adam <laughs> had to sleep with his underwear on his head. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. No, it was because it was the only thing that could filter the. <laughs> yeah, I forgot all my allergy medicine, and we it was right in the middle of the season. And this house was right in the middle, like the forest of all this shit, and it was blowing through the house. <laughs> and I was down, and they, this house it was a beautiful house, but they had no nothing in there. There was nothing in there for me to, to take or to use. And I remember going like, "What am I going to do to like try and make this better?" And I used my underwear as a filter, <laughs> and I used the, the elastic. Like, at least it's familiar choke. The elastic, <laughs> right? at least it was. It, were, not were, like, it was a clean pair. I had yeah. worn oh, it yet, okay, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't right. a dirty pair that I had to put around. <laughs> but I'm, could you imagine somebody walking in in the room and me wearing like a hat? Hey, like, like, yeah. He's the most narcissistic <laughs> motherfucker I've ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. smells, he his, smells own his own underwear. Are you some messed up superhero? <laughs> you know, like, I'm out fighting crimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't got you can't time. recognize me. Yeah, underwear. We're head man. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. Anyway, that's fine. Yeah. So the event. What did you guys think of the event that we did? Oh, it was another good time. It was With great. Our boy Mike. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was good, man. It was really good. I really liked uh, I liked this when we did SP this time. I liked the room that we were in. It was a little uh, more intimate. The room was better. Yeah. I really enjoyed the... This is the first time we did. we had the option where people could... Enroll and and get tickets for dinner with us and and, and Mike uh, Mike Matthews was there. Mike Ruscio was a surprise guest. He showed up, so they got to everybody got to hang out with uh, our gut health expert. Um, and we all had a nice dinner. And then afterwards, they got to sit in on a live podcast. That's the first time we did that. What do you guys think? Do you guys think it was a good? good That's probably my favorite part. Actually, yeah. I was going into it. I was really nervous that. We weren't going to be able to provide enough value to really justify it. Yeah, I really wanted them to leave feeling really good. You know? That's how I felt, and so yeah. I was concerned about that. Like, you know, okay, if I were to spend, you know, six hundred dollars on a dinner with, you know, whoever it is that I would pay that kind of money to sit down with, like, what would I want to get out of it? And I was worried going into it, but after the whole weekend was over, between the dinner. And the private uh, interview with Mike, and then the time we spent even at the SP, uh, I felt really good. And then I got the feedback. I mean, uh, all the people that came back at one point mm-hmm. came up to me. And, were, and it, it, what was surprising to me, I don't know if you guys were sur- surprised by this, but nobody worked in fitness. That blew my mind. I yeah. thought I thought a lot of trainers really and cool. fitness tire, tire distributor, uh, biologist, like, yeah, dog, dog walker. Dog walker. <laughs> it was just... Super random. Yep, yep. Did uh, not ex- I did not anticipate that. No, no. They were all from different walks of life, um, and, and they all had different stories. There were a couple people that we had. Our show had really, really impacted. You know, the uh, one young lady who she's been following us for a very, very long time. Um, she says our show helped us, helped her uh, beat uh, or work through anorexia. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, for her, our show means a lot, and it's very humbling to hear something like that. There was another gentleman I met who lost uh, tons of weight. Almost 100 pounds. Yeah, yeah. listening to our show. And now he's battling with 
how to stay there. Um, and so we were able to have a good discussion. His wife was there, and she was – what a great couple. You oh, just, yeah. Just so supportive of each other. Good people. I, yeah, I gave them big hugs afterwards. That was really cool. Um, and there was a, the gentleman who uh, – he's like a tire distributor. Yeah. Yeah, that guy with the super firm handshake guy. Yeah. Is, <laughs> no, yeah. Kyle, break my hand. Great, great, smart dude. I yeah. mean, everybody was cool. And then there was a young kid, that young kid who knew more about fucking supplements and shit than I did. Yeah. Did you hear him talking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We were having a great conversation. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was a good time. I enjoyed it. It was, it was fun. Beforehand, what did you guys think of... Because I, I think I figured out the formula for, for myself, at least, in, in terms of going in with the right state of mind. I need to have a, a good hard workout about two or three hours before we do the events. No, that was a good call. I'm glad we did that. That that definitely helps to kind of get you calm. I think the, the recipe really is to yes, it, expend the energy and like get to a place where okay, I'm calm going into the to the event because I mean we go in there hyped already. Yeah, yeah, we yep. go in there super like hyped up to meet. So all we people. walk into Club Sport right, and the, and we're walking in. I walked in with Danny, our you know head trainer. Um, and Mike Matthews and, uh, you know, cause I drove him there. So we're walking in, we're all setting up. And then this, you know, pretty young girl who's working at the clubs, like, Hey Sal, you know, welcome back or whatever. And then she leaves or whatever. And Danny's like, Oh my God, he goes, gosh, dude, what the girl's just, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But he doesn't know it's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I have a cousin that works there. Yeah, yeah. And she's like saying hi to me. Yeah. And Daddy thinks I'm like the man. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't, he, I don't talk to anybody just when roll I go with it. Yeah. yeah, I don't talk to anybody yeah. when I go to that gym. I just walk into it. But I have a cousin that works there, so she said <laughs> yeah. hi. And Danny was like, whoa, yes, yeah, happens all the time. He's so cool. But Danny was in fucking hilarious. Oh, with Mike? Dude. Oh, he's a little fanboy. So excited. <laughs> that was uh, Poor guy. fun. He was so excited. He Love was his just, energy. It's like very, you know. 500 miles an hour, dude. He just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, teaching Mike exercises Turbo. and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mike's, Mike's a good sport. Yeah. yeah. Mike's a good sport. Yeah, sure. they had a, they look like they had a good workout. Yeah. So yeah. I got, I got angles. <laughs> I got to dress Mike up because he forgot he didn't have his workout clothes, so got him all vioried out. Oh, that's you did, right. Did you notice that? That what I set, set him all up with that? <laughs> now <laughs> you mention it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah that's I crazy. hooked him up with my my favorite shorts are the the trail shorts from mm -hmm. there. Oh, the, I don't know, dude. Core shorts for me. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because they have the, the lining of them is more like boxer shorts and, and it's like looser. Oh, and, yeah. And they're longer too because the, the other ones are too short. I man. like the core one. I, I like the it. core shorts, but I don't know which one you're talking so about. So the Banks ones are the ones that are really short. And, okay. I, and I'm like kind of like. Uh, 50, 50. I have to be in the mood, or I feel like my legs look really full for like. <laughs> I like wearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's more like. Yeah, you gotta shells. be real confident. Yeah. So yeah. I like those ones, but I really the trail ones are like the combo of the two. I feel like because they're super thin and light, and they have that lining inside also. Okay. So they're you can almost wear them like swim trunks, but they're stylish enough that I wear them with like normal t-shirts and stuff. So mm. they're my they're my favorite. And what did Mike and think about? Because had he had had he worn Viore before? You know what? I didn't. It, I mean, he put it on and he and he was like, "Oh, this is really nice." But I didn't like. I didn't tell him like, "Oh, you're rocking all our Viore stuff." Yeah. I just yeah. I just gave it to him. So Seriously. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but when we were all working out, everybody was literally. Danny was the only one that we was. Like yeah, I was wearing. Team. I was wearing my green ones. The, yeah. yeah, the core shorts. Yeah. We, we look like a big sports team. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except for me. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we've always wanted. Yeah, that's funny. Hey, you, you, you want to hear something crazy? Uh, so I'm going to preface this just so the, the audience knows how, how, how funny this is. So I'm going to be totally honest. I probably eat red meat uh, six days a week. And maybe six days a week, I eat. Oh, you got your test. And I eat a lot. Of, hold on. Eat seven. And eat I eat seven. a lot of red you meat. Go. You did your blood work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to tell you guys my, the results. So I got I, I eat a ton of red meat, probably a pound 
a day on average. You salt everything like crazy. I salt the fuck out of everything uh, like crazy, um, just because it you know it tastes good and whatever, and I sweat so whatever. Um, I have on average, if I when I track um, anywhere between a thousand to two thousand milligrams of dietary cholesterol a day. Now keep in mind that is that's like ten that's like ten eggs, ten eggs yolks. Every single day. I, f- I feel really good when I eat a lot of cholesterol and improves my strength, performance. I've talked about this before. Um, I put butter on things. I do all the shit that, that they used to say you're not supposed to. Now, I eat a healthy diet. My, my meat is you know, grass-fed. Um, they're good eggs. Uh, I eat you know, healthy, non-processed whole foods. I don't over-consume most of the time. Of course, I exercise on a regular basis. Got my, my numbers. I actually did a physical, and, the, and they, the, you know, the, my doctor had me do a full lipid panel. Here's my total cholesterol. And tell when you tell us, tell me what is good. Bad, yeah, good, yeah. What's okay. low and high and like so where you want to range. under. You want to be under 239, um, but under 200 is what they say is good for total cholesterol. Now, from my research, you don't want to be too low, and I tend to I tend to be really 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 low. So you don't want to be, you know, some people will say lower than 150 you may increase your risk of infection and stuff like that. Uh, but whatever. Uh, my total, 150. So my total cholesterol measured at 150. Triglycerides, they want your triglycerides to be under 400 or 300 or something like that. Mine are 39. Wow. My HDL, um, ideally you want to be above 40. This is the what they call a good cholesterol. I'm at 66. And then my LDL, which they would call the bad cholesterol, although it's way more complicated than that. My LDL, you want it to be below 159. Um, mine's at 76. And my ratios are like <laughs> off the charts. Doctor even, he sent me a note afterwards. He's like, some of the best, you know, numbers I've ever seen. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, I, and I replied to him like, I, you know, I eat eight to 10 egg yolks every day, sir. You know? <laughs> but his head exploded. Now there is, there are genetic uh, variances. There are people who will do like a keto diet and their blood lipids will go all over the place. But for a lot of people, no, man, a lot of people, you eat an unprocessed, Whole food diet, you don't overconsume, you exercise, you got well sourced food, all that stuff's gonna be good. I always wonder what how that would throw somebody off that is going from one extreme to the other too. Like you just made a comment, like somebody who could be on a keto diet could completely be off the charts, but it'd be interesting if they actually were to transition to that versus like go from like a hundred percent all the way. Right. Well, some Mm. people look saturated fat does raise cholesterol in people, but it raises the good cholesterol as much or more than that, than the bad cholesterol does in a lot of people. Um, for me, uh, high cholesterol works really, really well. And when I don't eat super tons of lots of cholesterol, my cholesterol gets really low. So a little bit lower than it is now, even not, not too much lower. So for me, it works out really, really well. They also did a blood testosterone uh, level test on me. Oh, how was your test? In the middle. I'm in the middle. Hmm. Yeah, my my, which I'm a little disappointed because you were really high not that long ago. Yeah, you know what's funny is I got to pay attention and see what supplements I was taking at the time because there are some supplements that may cause my testosterone to temporarily. Spike. I just got the one in the mail that you told me to order. Okay, by the way. good. So I'll I'll start see how it today. affects you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but no, I'm right in the middle. Um, but I was a little disappointed because I'm like, fuck, I thought I'd be. Thought it'd be at the top, you know what I mean? <laughs> thought I was crushing. Yeah, it. what the hell? But so anyway, is, is that I told, what you- I told my girl? I'm like, yeah. she's like, "What's your testosterone?" I'm like, right in the middle. She's like, "Don't raise it, please." I'm like, All right. <laughs> 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 Damn it. Yeah, uh, yeah. but you- it, it makes me wonder. I wonder where I was at when I was, um, you know, 18, 19. I don't know when you did the first Everlywell test and you were like through the charts. Because yeah. yeah. I've done three Everlywell test ones. Two of them have me in the middle. 
One of them, I was really high, but I got to go back and see what I was doing because testosterone levels get affected by a lot of different things. You know, like mm. I woke up two hours before I did the test. Maybe if I did it right after I woke up, maybe it would have been higher because that's when testosterone peaks. I don't know my sleep, how my sleep was or my stress. You know, you got to look at a lot of different things because you can lower your, I could, if I had you miss your sleep for a couple nights, I'm sure your testosterone will drop considerably. Right, right. You know, yeah, no, right away. I know. You know, and I know people who've raised their testosterone considerably by doing something as simple as like red light therapy or just getting more sleep or more sunshine or whatever, yeah, right. or taking vitamin D, you know, right. stupid things like well, that. Well, I'm stoked. Uh, between you and also Jessica had both recommended uh, Dr. John Gottman's video to oh, us. Yeah. Like, so we Did you finally, guys watch that? Yeah, we sat down together and and watch it and it was good because you know we'd been go going through this sort of season of uh just being angry with each other you know? <laughs> i just I, it was a whole season you know <laughs> it's just like why are we like like at each other and like doing all like so that happens dude it's just it was just one of those things it was annoying and we both kind of uh recognize that you know, we need to kind of put more work into like scheduling out uh you know getting out and like having dates and and reconnecting and all that kind of stuff so anyway this was the beginning of it, it was so great and so punctual the way that he described like the successful race relationships that he had studied versus you know the the ones that inevitably failed and and why they failed and all these characteristics between the the two differences and um, it, it was very enlightening you know for me but also for for Courtney to see like oh wow like this is something you do or this is something that we both like intuitively do and we should keep promoting that and like keep that up in our relationship. So it was very good. So was it the four horsemen when, when he was going through yes. the four horse? So there's four right. things that he, he identified that if you do them, especially if you do all of them, it predicts with like scary accuracy, like that, above 90% that you're going to get divorced. Yeah. Um, when you were, when he was going through them, were you guys like, Ooh, I yeah. do that one, or maybe I do that one sometime? Uh, yes and no. I think like there was hints of it, but it wasn't like, like contempt and mm -hmm. all these kinds of things. Like they're, like if there was any sort of hint in that direction, it was very minimal. Like we, like cool. I think that that yeah, we weren't. It wasn't alarming as mm -hmm. as I think some people might go through that. And be like ah, yeah. Like our relationship isn't as solid as I thought. Yeah. Uh, so I we we have his book. Um, <clears throat> I think the seven habits of uh, no something about uh, successful marriages. I forgot the title of it. I could pull it up. Um, it's a really good book, and Jessica and I are going through it. And the thing about us is we were doing a lot of the four horsemen, a lot of the four bad stuff. Oh, yeah. But then we were excellent on all the good stuff. Okay. And one thing that John, that Dr. Gottman says is that in his studies, and he studied relationships deeper and better than anybody in the and that's ever has, and his studies have been replicated several times, so they're legit. Mm -hmm. He says that when, you, when you're really good with a lot of the good stuff, you can get away with a lot of doing the bad stuff. So if you right. have a really good friendship and – you have, you understand each other with the, what they call love maps, um, like you know what a very the, clear love map. Yeah, that yeah. You've established so you know like what direction like everybody wants to go together. And yes, like you you you, yeah. you create this vision of uh, you know your other partner. You really like listen and and create that, and that's so important. To yeah, do. it's called the seven principles for making marriages work. Super good, but that video was just it's it's, it's exceptional, and, and the way he communicates it, you don't. Like you feel, like you understand it. Doesn't feel, you know, like he's blaming or whatever. No, and it's funny because it was like, it felt like it was from the '90s. You know, it was like a very old, old like everybody's dressed all like mm. you know with like hairspray and everything. 
but and so I was imagining this kind of cheesy like talk or whatever, but it was very like like very punctual, very good, solid information all the way through. Mm-hmm. So, it's really really yeah, good stuff. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I was reading this weekend. Uh, a study was just published. Uh, I think it was in uh, PubMed. I want to say about uh, choline. So you guys know what choline is? It's a it's a compound. You find it a lot of it in egg. animal products. Yeah. Um, egg yolks, yolks are probably one of the higher sources of choline. And a lot of scientists are saying that choline should be considered an essential nutrient. Um, it behaves in a similar way to like B vitamins, um, but uh, it's except it's really important for pregnant women to have it. Um, it contributes to brain development. It's really important for most people to have it because it's good for brain health. And a lot of nootropics will contain choline as an ingredient. Uh, some of them will have like alpha GPC, which is a form of choline or just choline. But anyway, a new study showed that a lifelong dietary regimen of choline potentially uh, could be something that would prevent Alzheimer's disease. So they're finding now that eating a decent amount of choline is extremely protective against a lot of these disorders or diseases of the brain. Um, And this is good news. You know, you guys know Alzheimer's is, uh, because of the aging population, this is going to be a real bad thing. The authors also wrote... that they also said that vegans should supplement with choline because they're not getting, because uh, choline isn't really found in anything but animal products, that they're placing themselves, according to the study, they're placing that themselves at risk for developing brain degenerative disorders Man. because of their lack of Do you of think choline. we're going to see more things rise like that in the next, like, because of the movement, the hard push right now on veganism in, yeah. the la- in this last like five, 10 years? Do I you think, think they're going to keep finding like uh, nutrients that were like pretty important, if not essential? Because the truth is we've, we've met plenty of people that uh, understand this part of it. Um, in fact, we had a, a, a vegetarian at our dinner, mm-hmm. right? And uh, make a conscious effort to make sure that they're either supplementing or they're they're, yep. they're they have a lot of diversity in, within what they're eating uh, because it doesn't have a lot of diversity in the first place. But then I have to think about the the people that I've heard talking about when I think of like my niece and my cousin and you know they they watch a documentary and then they all of a sudden are oh I'm doing it for the environment and then their choices of food they don't put a lot of thought into doing it really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the question is, are they better off health-wise, you know, trying to be a vegan, be- save the environment Depends or save the, animals yeah. or that's the cool hip thing to do, but not putting effort? Or is it better for them to just eat the terrible, uh, you know, diet that they were probably It eating? depends on their choices. You right. know, if you look at the average person, the average omnivore person who really doesn't know a whole lot about nutrition or doesn't put a whole lot of thought into nutrition... If you look at their diet, the one food that you can count on to be whole unprocessed, okay, if you look at their whole diet, the one thing that typically is unprocessed and whole is is meat. Mm-hmm. It's usually chicken, eggs, or dairy, or beef, um, or some other form of meat, fish, right? So if these people then decide they're going to avoid all meat <clears> – <throat> You know, what are they replacing it with? Right, right. You're taking out one of the most nutrient-dense foods in your diet. In excess processed. Yeah. So now, yeah. And so now because we live in modern times and you have access to all kinds of variety of foods and supplements, you could totally do a vegan diet. Uh, And this not for everybody, still not for everybody, but for some people, you could do it and you'd be okay. But I I don't see a lot of people. I see see what you're saying, Adam. There's going to be a lot of people who... Because, you know, there was a lot of health problems that came from the the fear of fat 
in the 80s and 90s. 100% that caused problems, health problems later on because people replaced the fat with what? Exactly. Okay, great example. It's actually a great example. 80s and 70s, late 70s, but 80s and 90s for sure, we demonized fat. Big time demonized fat. So people took fat out of the diet for reals. They actually did. If you look at uh, how Americans ate, their fat intake dropped considerably. What did they replace it with? It was sugar Sugar, and processed foods. And Americans' diets got worse. So right now we're doing the same fucking thing. We're demonizing meat. Right. What do you think is going to happen? Do you really think they're going to replace it? How are you going to satiate you, you know, that appetite? Yeah, you think right. they're going to replace it with like well-balanced like vegetables, nuts, and right. fruits? And- That's why when I think we talk about this and, and we get people that have like been vegans for a really long time and they think that more people should be it and they get upset at the message that we have. It's like, listen, I'm not talking to you. Yeah. I'm not talking about the person who's doing it well. Just like I wouldn't talk to a person who really has figured out ketogenic and how it works for them. Like If it works for you and you have figured it out and you take the time to diligently go through and make sure you're getting what your body needs. Like I'm warning the rest of the population that sees one documentary and then decides to stop eating a certain way for whatever bullshit They just stopped eating meat and they didn't do any of the the work to make sure all the nutrients are getting in. 100%. Just like the same people that probably watched some documentary 20 years ago on why fat is killing everybody and then just stopped eating fat but then really didn't take the time to like balance out the rest of the time. And back then what happened was because the market started to fear fat, food manufacturers started to make everything low fat. But in order to increase its palatability, they replaced it with more chemicals, more sugar uh, in particular. And so we did eat less fat, but we ended up eating more of other shit. And so what's happening right now with the demonization of meat? What do you what's look go to the grocery store right now and start to pay attention to the foods that you see and you're starting to see more impossible vegan. And you see like, vegan written yeah, on it. Yeah. And just like back then when it said low fat, remember? Everything was low fat. Cheerios, low fat, freaking, yeah. you know, Lucky Charms, low fat, gummy bears, low fat. Everything said low fat. Now you're starting to see vegan on everything because it's a selling point, but it's it says vegan but it's shit. Yeah. You know the impossible burger? Look at the ingredients on that or impossible meat. Look at that stuff. It's 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 car, it's garbage. It's it's not good. It's not a better replacement. The macros aren't even better. There's nothing about it that's better. Yeah. But people are picking it because oh, it's vegan. So I think so it must it's healthy. be healthy. Yeah, and yeah. and you're going and they're going to be lacking out on some important nutrients like choline. This is a this is a new one that they're really starting to show that is probably something that's essential or should be essential. Mm. Anyway, Adam, weren't you alone for the first time ever this weekend? I thought you you were saying- Oh, you mean with uh, Maximus? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had our, uh, it's so cute, my my girl. Uh, You know, we had had to pretend like it was really tough for us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) We need you, mom. I think the story behind this is less that I was alone with Maximus and more this is the first time his mom is knocking, it wasn't going to be around him to put him to bed and to like- you know, feed him for two feedings. Like, you know, she's. You mean it's not like all those 80s movies where it's like you put a man with a kid and they're like, ah, 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 ah and <laughs> yeah, then the house explodes. Yeah, yeah. they, they were yeah. like a hazmat just yeah. to change the diapers. Uh, and- oh, my goodness. Yeah, she was like going down the checkoff. She went to a concert uh, with her family. They took a, a limo out to Pleasanton and they got, they got tore up and had a great night, didn't come home till like two in the morning or something like that. And so I had him. Now, I, I mean, I had him at like, what, five o'clock or whatever. She left five or six o'clock. She left until, and he goes to bed at nine, nine thirty. So it's not like I had, I mean, we gave him his bath and fed him twice. Oh, um, yeah, that's great. But I think that she, she was like, 
I think concerned that I wasn't asking a lot of questions before she left. You know, she's like, <laughs> "Do you know where this is at? Are you sure you're going to build this? Yeah. And do you want me to put this in the bathroom? And do you know when he does this? Do yeah. you do this? And do you need me to put this in?" And I said, "Okay, yeah, that would help actually if you." Go ahead and put, get the bottles ready for me so I can just grab them real quick. And, oh, yeah, if you want to set the bathroom up for me to where I don't have to go find the knee pad thing that you do for the – yeah, that would be great. Like, you know, and then she's like, okay, well, text me if there's any problems. And Isn't it fun to give him the ba- – like give him a little bath, little babies? And stuff yeah, the no, water. I mean, he, he loves it too. That's he likes we, the water? Yeah, we've already kind of – I mean, we, we've done a really good job. Uh, Katrina's done a phenomenal job. I think she – I mean, she really has started to implement a, a system for him. Like we've been doing the sleep train and – you know, we uh, he he gets a bath like at right at like eight o'clock right now, and then as soon as he comes out of the bath, he gets fed his last his last big meal, and then he gets then he gets put down, and you know for the most part, uh, she's been able to put him down, and he doesn't even cry now. Like so, it used to be like the first couple times, maybe two times or three times tops, we'd put him down, <clears throat> and then the very first couple times it was challenging more so for her. She would get, you know, she's watching the time, like, you know, all the books say that, you know, after 10 minutes, you can go get him, you know, so you don't have to let him cry longer than 10, like let him cry for 10 minutes. But if he's still crying after 10 minutes, then it's okay if you go get him. And I'm like, yeah, but there's nothing that says that you can't let him cry for 15 minutes. He'll be okay. So you're like, <laughs> you're I'm over- such a dad. <laughs> I'm like, that was me too, man. And so she's like, we're downstairs, right? While he's crying the first time, right? And he's like crying. And, and so I have a different, my clock is different too. Like, I don't start the 10-minute clock until, like, it's a real cry. Like, a and moving around, that's not crying yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want 10 minutes of crying before I go inside there. And so she's like, it's been 10 minutes. I'm like, no, 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 no. Those first two were just kind of moving around. Like, he didn't really start crying until, like, two minutes in or whatever. So, you know, I remember the first time it was really hard for her to not run up there and grab him. And I remember she was just about to go up there at, like, the it was a little after 10 minutes. And before she could even get upstairs, he went, and then he fell asleep. Oh, that's great. And so, yeah, since yeah. then, man, he's been he's been Dude, really good. And I did that one time, but I fucking it backfired, and I felt so bad. It was I, my son. I don't remember how old he was, but he would went through a phase because they go through phases. Like, well, they'll sleep for a while, and then they'll want to cry every night, and then and you'll go through phases where, where they don't want to sleep or whatever. And my son was kind of going through one of those. And he was crying and crying, and you know, at the time, my wife's like, "Let me go, let me go up and just get him." I said, "No, no, no, give him another five minutes. Give him another." And I was pushing, like, "Give him more time, give him more time." Well, he didn't stop, and we went up there. Poor kid, it was poop all over the fucking same. Uh, and I felt like uh, such yeah. an asshole. You know that what I mean? Happen. This is before we had the, the we didn't have the video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same yeah. thing happened for my best friend. Same exact thing. He was like, they let him cry for like forty minutes, and they were like, he was all frustrated. No, no, I'm telling his wife, no, 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 go in. And they finally went in, and he'd like. Totally, same thing. Like shit himself. How up. bad did yeah. he feel? Yeah, he felt. Hurt you feel like the biggest asshole yeah. of all time. I yep. feel like I would be able to. Well, it's hard. To, I guess maybe I can't see that well. Like if he's pooped himself in the diaper, but you can. I mean, the cameras now are so badass. Like you know, the, know. the new one that we have. Like every it tracks every movement. I so I can see like his over the last like last night. I can look and he goes, oh, okay. Maximus slept hard from nine to eleven. He wrestled around from eleven. It to 11. tells you that. Oh yeah. It tells me, oh. and then and then it graphs it all. What the out. hell? What a trip. It gra- just like our uh, like the aura ring or whatever that for like kid, like it tracks all that stuff. So we even have a little booty sock that goes on him that monitors his breathing and his heart. Oh my the, god! Through the whole oh. night, and so that I can takes s- helicopter parent to the whole a new level though. Well, I mean, oh. but it it's also makes you feel fine though. You because sure. here's how I'm, the before tools like this, I can imagine because I've already caught myself like this when you're first putting your kid down, like. 
is the blanket too close to his face? Yeah, is he course. Bre- right? Yeah, You're yeah. freaking out the whole yeah, time because yeah. he, then he doesn't move. So the best part is like when he's moving a little bit, you know he's alive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then he finally falls asleep, and then you get like worried, like, did he fall asleep or did he stop breathing? You can't yeah, see him breathing. I know, so, I know. So with these things, like, I mean, I can see his pulse. Well, no, no, his heart beating. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, his heart's yeah. beating fine. And yeah, no, those these the tools they have now are just that's fucking, crazy. Yeah, that's badass. Ins- that is insane. Yeah. yeah. One time, my mom left uh, all of us alone with my dad. It was one of the first times. Now, my dad is like the 80s dad, you yeah. know, because he had no idea what the hell was going <laughs> on. And she left for like a couple hours. Well, my youngest sister pooped herself. So my dad's trying to figure out how the hell to do this thing. So he called he called my old, he called my sister, who's the, my sister must have been five or six, to come help. Cause she has dolls, so so she comes over and <laughs> she's telling she's telling my dad how to do the the diaper and where it goes and he's like where does this one go and she's like it goes over no no it's upside down it goes over here, and then my mom comes home she's like wow you changed the diaper and I, and then I told on him I'm like you know Paula helped him she's like what <laughs> said, yeah because she has dolls and stuff you know what I mean that's crazy oh, oh man dude you know what I watched over the weekend what uh, do you guys remember the book um, scary stories to tell in the dark do you remember these books. Uh, with the real creepy drawings on the yes, cover. Yes, Doug, can you look it up? Yeah, scary Stories to Tell in the Dark book. I remember those. You'll, rem- you'll remember it, Adam. because this be, it might was, have been too scary for me. It was super popular when we were kids. They're well, coming out with the movies or now or they what? They came out with the movie. Of course. Now, I almost took my kids to the movie, but then I looked at the rating, PG-13, so I said, hmm, this yeah. may not be for kids. Hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't for yeah, kids. Definitely not oh, for really? kids. Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely scary. Uh, yeah, remember those drawings? Oh my god! Do you remember that? That's, that's, that's definitely that was too scary. Not for kids. That's like, too what, scary. What were they for thinking? Me. Yeah. So I. So so. Um, shit. Do you remember that though? Yeah. We no, read I, that as kids. That one in the I middle. Know. See the one in the middle. They really tried to scare us when we were. Uh, I remember kids. that book, and I remember I most certainly did not read that. Oh, book. you're such a. You've yeah. always been like that. Yeah, huh? no, the, I know. I read the whole thing. The scariest books I read as a kid growing up was R.L. Stein stuff. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah, Fear Street and Goosebumps, Goosebumps right? Bumps, that yeah. was like... Oh, no, this was... I was reading Stephen King and all that crazy shit. No, no these stories were crazy. legit scary. Like, there's a girl who had a pimple and she popped it and fucking spiders came out. And yeah, like they were, These were legit scary. I remember as a kid, we'd read them and do you dare each other to read these in the dark or whatever. And, so, the, and the drawings are terrible. So did yeah, you... Did you? Did, what's the creepy. movie like? Did you watch it? movie was good. Oh, it was. They did a good job. Oh, yeah, yeah, you should watch it, Justin. Have you seen It 2 yet? No, I haven't Come seen on, It 1 man. either. Oh, <laughs> Why are we even talking? Yeah. It's time. Halloween's coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. no, I'm excited about it. It was funny because we're still trying to nail down the costumes and everything with the kids. And uh, they were like looking through all these like options and everything. And uh, I'm like really trying to sell like my youngest first idea i think it would be so epic and hilarious he came up with it he came up with it on his own but they're so wishy-washy you know like Wait, what idea was it okay so he he wanted to be like this this old lady oh that's with great. a walker and like like glasses and like uh uh like he was like the whole thing was like completely. Uh, he was basing off of my grandma. Have a shawl, put a yeah, shawl on it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh my god, like the so funny, dude. It would be great. But uh, now he's now he's thinking some stupid thing, like some army guy or whatever, you know. And I'm trying to do, to take him right back. My oldest is going to be like a Highlander, oh, which cool. would be badass. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was hoping for that, but uh, I've. 
I, I remember that. I was like, dude, if I had the balls to do something like that when I was a kid, to do like just be like this old lady, it'd be so funny. So funny. funny. So funny. So funny. Do you guys remember all your old costumes? I vaguely remember mine. Yeah. Yeah. They were kind of dumb. I mean, I was a football player quite a few times. Like, <laughs> that's that's how dumb. Pretty dumb. When, you, when you're playing football, you're like, yeah. I'm a football player. So lazy. Hey, asshole, you're a football player yeah. over here. That's that's lame. So yeah. lazy. A skele- everyone's a skeleton, right? A pirate. Yeah. You did all the I did all the basic did ones. Did you? Yeah, yeah. A skeleton, uh, a pirate. I was uh th- do you ever have a costume that you repeated over and over again? Yeah, of course you have. Oh, yeah. I was uh Rocky or <laughs> of course you or were. a mobster. Yeah, mobster. Over and over again. Yeah. yeah, I guess you'd be always the Johnny from uh, Karate Kid. I've I've actually done multiple versions of that, yeah. where I was like, you know, the the, the karate like the skeleton version. Oh, I got yeah. more into it as an adult. As an adult, I had more fun with like creative costumes and stuff. Oh yeah. So I was my one of my, some of my favorite costumes were when I got older, and then like we I had them like made. Like, did Did you guys ever dress up as a girl? No, that's never. Just, no, that's no. just that's I, your thing. Bro. Almost everybody, really. That was a big thing when we were growing up. In <laughs> yeah, America. it was. That's it what is. your friends told you. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, they really wanted to see you. Hey, that's let's dress up as based girls. off of that face app. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you were the hottest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. smoking. Uh, Tricked all my friends. No, mine. My, my the funny one was when I was a Ghostbuster. My mom made it right, so I have this like janitor outfit right that she sewed together, and then I have this fucking shoebox with a with a uh, flashlight that came through, and it was. Like I was trying, it was so clunky and like yeah. homemade, but it was like I was rocking it. Oh, our homemade ones were the best Hardcore. ones too. We would get like serious. My buddies and I were like competitive about it. Like who could bring like the the best costume and that was homemade that you had to create. Like we'd do some really cool stuff. I did the Sparta one, the Spartan, the three hundred one. Of course, uh, yeah. I did I that. Like, one. How can I show off my muscles? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I remember when you were Ultimate Warrior. Was Ultimate that Warrior. Time, that, that was epic. Natalie made that whole entire costume. That was uh, all yeah. handmade. So we did that one. One. Uh, I did Slash. Slash was one of my favorite. Uh, I did that yeah, one when you're. Yeah, I've done some cool ones as an adult. As a kid, yeah. I, as a kid, I did all the stupid ones. All those, yeah, the, I think that's how it goes. You they go buy it, came on. You know I'm saying? That you, do, yeah. you remember the plastic ones, the vinyl ones when yeah. we were kids? Yeah. Where you yeah. buy it at like a, like you know at the, the the liquor store or whatever? Yeah, that's like it's the plastic and it's got a plastic mat that yeah, you breathe into sad. all day. Yeah, <laughs> you breathe into that thing and it starts to sweat. Yeah, you're like, what the hell? Terrible. Yeah, I want I want to be another bully this year. For sure. Yeah. You don't want to dress up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> this quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. All right, our first question is from Chase Tuning. I'm dealing with a torn rotator cuff and AC joint sprain. How would you advise training around this injury? Now, Sal, this is this happened to you, right? Did you not sprain yours? I I had I didn't have a tear in my rotator cuff, but I did have a, a slip separation in my AC joint, a slight separation. Now, do you think the tear in the rotator cuff is due to the issue with the AC joint, and maybe that's it's put stress on the rotator? I don't know which one came first. You know, they 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 you tend to see more than one thing. So you'll see like bicep tendon inflammation, rotator cuff tear, and then some AC joint issues. You, te- you tend to see more than one problem when somebody hurts their shoulder, especially if it's an injury. Um, you know, not like just working out and it hurts, but rather he fell or did something to it. I don't know what Chase right. did exactly to his shoulder. But I'll say this when it comes to an injury. 
Um, now, basic is just train everything but uh, that area. So do all the stuff that you can do and don't do anything that you can't do. Now, some people will be like, oh my God, I, you know, I want to be able to work that area out. Am I going to lose muscle? You will. You will lose muscle in that area. But it comes back really fast. Um, muscle memory is a, is a pretty awesome thing. Here's the other thing too. Don't make this mistake of not working out at all. Uh, studies have shown that if you train, for example, old studies will show that if you train like your right arm and don't right. train your left arm, you'll definitely gain more muscle in your right arm than your left. But there's some carryover. There is some carryover. So you know your, your rotator cuff is torn. Your AC joint hurts. That doesn't mean you can't work out your lower body. It doesn't mean you can't do things, simple exercises like curls and tricep extensions. I would even maybe add, depending on how it feels, some real light shoulder movements. Maybe not any presses, but right. maybe some light maybe lateral. More like isometrics. Too. I feel like this is where great and safe. Way yeah, to I feel do like it. this is where like Prime Pro comes in handy. Like, I mean, I would live in those type of movements, dude. Yeah, all yeah, the mobility work. Yeah, just, you just want to know where those thresh, where the thresholds lie, like where where the pain, uh, you know, is is definitely obvious, and, and to to find those ranges, and then you know, just 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 work into it, back off, work into it, back off, really slow, really gradual, not too much intensity, but still, like movement is medicine. So there there is that element there where you know you want to consider not just being completely immobilized. Yeah, personally, I would be. I would be less likely to take a client through exercises that are surrounding the shoulder that I'm going to have to use it at all that with weight. And I would be just doing a lot of mobility work on the shoulder. I would be doing a lot of trying to challenge threading the needle and wall circles and handcuff with rotation. See just your body weight so that if it does hurt or you feel it, you take it to that end range and you try and challenge that end range. Because one of the number one things that I would see problems with with like torn rotator cuffs and, and shoulder issues is the the buildup of scar tissue after it's healed because you limit yourself from doing anything because, oh, that, that bothers me if I lift my shoulder up that high. Oh, if I turn it internally, rotate this much. Oh, that bothers me there. So they don't do anything and they stay away from it. Then it finally heals up. And then you, you run into like frozen shoulder. Yes. Now it's locked in place and then yes. that's going to affect the other shoulder. It's a big problem at that well, point. Well, a lot of this depends on how bad the tear is. A lot of people right. get a tear. We don't know enough about it. Yeah, let's be honest. it could be like a part, like a real small tear in the supraspinatus. If it's a full tear, you're gonna need surgery. Yeah. Um, if it's a if it's a tiny tear, oftentimes the, the your your doctor will say you could just rest and let it heal. In which case, mobility work is probably not a bad idea. But here's what you have to do: you have to really pay attention to what your body's telling you while you're going through these movements. Just because something's a mobility movement doesn't mean it won't hurt you more if you're not smart about it. I mean, you could do handcuff with rotation, have a really bad rotator cuff tear. And really fucking tear it. Yeah, yeah you're not true. trying to press through the pain. That's for for sure. No, the idea is you take it to the in, the end range. That's mm -hmm. what, the idea is not that you work through it or yeah. push through it. And I think there's there's more risk at doing that with doing weighted exercises, yes. i.e., seated rows, chest pressing, doing things again like, okay, I can do this. It's okay because all that takes is a little bit of the you to come out of like bad or come out of good command mechanics and poor form and the shoulder just not in an optimal place for that to really fuck it up. And then now you're holding on to, you know, 100 pounds on the barbell or you're doing something way more risky than if you're doing something like a handcuff with rotation and you're like, ooh, okay, ow, that hurts right there. And it's just right. you. You're taking yourself through that range of motion with no weight or resistance. 
you're in my opinion yeah. you're far you're you're far better off and if you were to gradually incorporate resistance i'd probably start with rubber bands as a, as a way to kind of gradually bring that in so at least it it you know it goes with your natural strength curve so that way it's like it, you know you'll feel the most stress in your strongest point yeah when i when i had my shoulder surgery i i cut the recovery time in half oh, excuse me more than half probably down two-thirds uh, by what the doctor told me, uh, how long it was going to take. I remember, I don't remember exactly how long he said, but he told me, you know, by this date, um, you should be okay to, to train, you know, moderately heavy. And it was way sooner than that. And it was just, I was just rehabbing it, but I was very careful. I was moving it to its end range. Oop, that doesn't hurt that kind of, okay, let's, let's stay within that range of motion. Can't go any further, but I would test it little by little. And it was remarkable. And I did lose a shit ton of muscle initially. I remember I wore, I had to wear this shoulder brace and I had the whole deal. You know what I mean? I had the the, the pain pump. You ever seen that? Where they, they actually have a catheter directly to the, oh, the yeah. site of surgery and you push it for, I had that in there for a while or whatever. And I remember when I took everything off and I looked in the mirror and this is for someone who's like works out for you know, their whole life. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, oh, this sucks. Like <laughs> it looks like this arm, there's, like it's all it's gone. Shrunk. Yeah. It's all gone. It came back so fast, like yeah. so fast. That that muscle memory is, and now I have no issues. I mean, I have a little bit, a little bit of loss of stability in my left shoulder, but that's not because, uh, I, you know, because I lost muscle. It's because part of my AC joint was resected, and it's never going to come back. But aside from that, it came back very, very quickly. So, yeah, I would go like what we're saying: go through, listen to your body, go through the movements, easy, challenge your range of motion, but be smart about it. Uh, the parts of your body you can train hard, go for it. If you can train your legs hard, go for it. You probably can't barbell squat because of reaching back to grab the bar. Fine. No need to do that. There's leg press. There's lunges. There's other exercises you can do for your lower body. And just keep the rest of your body strong, and that'll mitigate uh, some of the, the, water, the loss of strength. Water stuff is really cool for this, too. Oh, being in the pool? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being able to go in the pool and, like, because then you get, like, a little bit of resistance with the water, but just enough to where it's still really easy and not very risky. So I remember going just through the Achilles and my knee, being able to do work in the pools is a nice place to progress. Like I start with just my my own body, my own resistance and control and challenging that. As I start to progress, water is the next place I like to go. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like Justin said, bands and then eventually back into weights. Yeah, and, and things that help speed up recovery, um, besides the obvious, get good sleep, have a good diet, you know, train properly and appropriately. Um, red light therapy. You know, so there's some studies that show that it helps speed up uh, the your recovery. Um, sauna use seems to speed up recovery at very at the very least. It reduces pain. Um, so those are a couple things you can do to help speed up the process. But the biggest things are going to be get good sleep uh, and make sure your diet is good. Next question is from Good Pepperoni. I've been struggling with knee pain for years due to pronation distortion. What's the best way to go about fixing this issue? I know I have posture problems, but don't know where to start. Now, pronation distortion, is she referring to her feet pronating? Yes. That's what I would assume. Yeah, I'm assuming that I don't ever heard anyone say pronation distortion like that before. And I'm assuming that means her feet's pronating, her femur's internally rotating. That's putting direct stress on the inside of her knees. Yeah, so pronation distortion comes from, I just looked it up. I wanted to make sure that we were right. It is from the feet being flat. And causing the feet to pronate, which then causes the knees to to turn in. Yeah. So it's like knock need. Yeah, yeah. No. It was a, the flat feet internally rotates the femur, which yep. then knocks the knees in and puts the stress normally right on yeah. the inside of your knee. So the, now you which have. Which I had some. This is me. 
You had some of this? Yeah, just on one side excessively. So mm-hmm. when we when we were first, when Brink was first assessing me and we were breaking down my squat, this is one of the areas that I had to to really work on was having that that one side that was excessively pronating in and it's now for the for the listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, pronating is when your foot Imagine a foot that's really flat, so your foot turns out to the outside a little bit. Supination would be the opposite. That would be your 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 arch being really strong and your foot wanting to turn in. So this is somebody's foot is turning out and their knees want to come in. Not turning out, turning in. Turning well, you know what I mean. Turning turning Flapsing in, but the out the outside of the foot is the one that wants to turn up. So it's like a really, really flat foot. Yeah, yeah. You, so hopefully I explain it well. But so here's the thing: you've got knee pain, so you're probably expecting us to give you a bunch of exercises and stuff to help your knees feel better. No, feet. It's all about your feet. Yeah. Address your feet and your ankles. Work on strengthening the arch of your foot. So there's an extra, there's a movement called short foot. Short foot. And you can look, you can look it up on YouTube. Um, and this is where you activate the muscles of the midfoot. Like you're literally trying to cinch up or, or shorten your foot. Do that exercise. Your piano work, toes. Yeah, work on your toes. Walk. Doug, can you put a note for this for Danny for uh, some YouTube videos? Because I don't That's think we've idea. done a lot of good stuff. I have some cool stuff, too, where uh, – and I taught this on my Instagram a long time ago, um, but I know we haven't done YouTube where you put quarters under the, the fat pad of your feet. So a lot of times if somebody has an issue where their their feet collapse in when they squat or they pronate like we're talking about, uh, they'll when they do a calf raise – uh, the 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 ankles will kick out really hard excessively, sure. mm-hmm. and so uh, one of the ways to strengthen the feet and strengthen the proper movement is is to get feedback on by putting quarters underneath the fat pads of your oh, okay. of your feet. I used to put a lacrosse ball between the ankles, but yeah. Oh yeah, you could do that too. Yeah, yeah. So you put the core, and then when you push up, what you're looking for is the is the not the flaring out, and that you're being able to keep the the ankles neutral, and you and that's one way to strengthen. The other thing that I love to do is now once you understand that that you're trying to keep the ankles neutral and not allowing them to flare out or flare in, and you're keeping them neutral while you're in a flex position, right, standing on your tiptoes, is tippy toe squats. Mm-hmm. This is where I love to, uh, and you start off with just your body weight first. And the idea of when you squat down and you get to the bottom of the squat, again, the ankles will want to kick out and flare out. And you, the whole goal is that you're keeping those ankles neutral yep. as you're squatting up and down. And then you can progressively load yep. that over time and that'll do great. Now, the other thing you can address that'll help with the knee pain pretty quickly is address uh, your hips a little bit. Um, here's a good exercise. So the physio ball squat uh, against the wall. So this is where there's a physio ball against the wall. You put your low back against the ball. So you're kind of leaning up against it and then you squat up and down. But before you squat, take a band and put it around right above your knees and push out against the band as you squat. So what you're trying to do is offset the knock knee uh, issue that's happening. So this is also a place where I would use foam rolling, right? So uh, more than likely, uh, if you are, femurs internally rotate like that and you're pronating, your IT is probably feels is probably some of the responsible uh, responsible for some of the knee pain that you feel. So before you do your exercises, actually spending some time kind of releasing some of that that'll help because if it's really tight and pulling, it's just making everything worse. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I would I would foam roll my IT uh, before I would do any of this yep. person, and then to Sal's point, uh, I would normally do tube walking. That's what I would do. Yeah, to, just focus yeah. on the abduct, the, the legs hip bridging. Apart. Yeah, with your with your knees, mm-hmm. with the yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, if, now, now, if you want, like, if you want it structured and planned out with video examples and all that stuff, this is Maps Prime Pro. So, if you really want to fix this and work on this yourself, 
you can get a program like Maps Prime Pro and then look up all the foot, toe, ankle exercises and hip movements and just start applying the ones that you have the most difficulty with. Yeah. And then you should notice uh, some improvements uh, in your knee pain. Next question is from Never Settle HW. How do you guys handle hunger during a fast? You know, this is a funny question because it just highlights how people are so unaccustomed to feeling the feeling of hunger right. that they just want to avoid it at all costs. It's such yeah. an uncomfortable feeling. Um, you know, here's what you, this, by the way, this is one of the reasons why I fast is because it's, this is the spiritual aspect of it is dealing with the fact that you're hungry yeah, if you're and that real, you don't have food. If you're a real gangster, you take this time and you, you become very still and meditate. Yeah. Like you're become, you become a, friends with it. Right. You That's become a, you become aware that, oh man, it's I'm hungry right yeah, now. Don't just, avoid it. Don't don't let it no, don't be distracted. Right. Like, oh, you know what? Let's just sit in let's sit in this for a while. And the interesting part is it seems way longer than what it is. It actually normally passes in less than an hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I normally when we fast, there's there's at at best there's an hour struggle that I have and once I get beyond that struggle it's crazy how much it passes yeah. it passes and then it goes like oh wow I don't even feel like I could totally go another ten hours no problem yeah I mean there's a point too where it's like I I sit there and I recognize like wow I'm getting I could feel viscerally I'm getting angry you know and it's like coming <laughs> and so I like I'll grab a, a glass of water and I'll just like have something to like do yeah that, water that really or gum helps. water or gum is a, is something that I always yeah. have like when 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 I'm fast. I, I also probably hydrate really well too because I'm not yeah. uh, but that only I mean the first two times I want to say like I went through that that process like you I just go through it man go through it because it's not gonna always be like that once you recognize it and your body is uh, aware that this is a feeling like that's gonna pass then you're okay with it you know yeah. it's I think this is an area too. be careful because uh this is you remember you know we always get questions about fasting like oh if you do if you do coffee or caffeine is it technically breaking sure. your fast oh yeah and that's there's so there's a lot of people that like are okay and there's nothing wrong with you doing cat but except for I notice stomach issues or stomach pain yeah more if I'm messing with caffeine or coffee on a fast mm. so I prefer if I'm gonna fast I have a much easier time if I'm just water straight water nothing else none of the other bullshit everybody tries to add into their fast stick to just pure water yeah. if I need to keep my mouth busy I'll chew on some gum if I'm not drinking water and I see because then you fine. get the benefits when you are like really hydrated and like your body's not always that hydrated like you get a good euphoric feeling from that true so that does help very yeah, true yeah but I think the best advice is to make friends with it you know, it's like we, I've been watching a lot of videos on mindfulness and that's the main teaching that they go through is to you're still going to have feelings. You're going to feel pain. You're going to feel hunger or cold or whatever. But what we do is, is, is these, you know, as intelligent creatures is we add several layers to it. We start to fight the pain or fight the hunger. We start to like we hate it. It's so un it's uncomfortable. But now not only is it uncomfortable. But I hate it that's uncomfortable and I want to fight it and I want to avoid it and I want to distract myself. And what you're doing is you're, you're changing the experience uh, and making it far worse. So being hungry is uncomfortable. It definitely is. But mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that bad. And so you can just sit in it and just realize like, oh, this is part of what happens when you fast. And, don't, and here's another one. Don't try to avoid it. A lot of people try to take their mind somewhere. Let me distract myself so I don't think. Actually feel it. Allow yourself to feel hungry. Think about what it feels like. Add a color to it. Add a shape to it. I don't know. Make it, make it something you can see and feel and touch. 
And what will happen is you'll start to make friends with it and you'll reframe it and then you'll be okay and it won't be that big of a deal. But that's the reason why I fast is, it, is that practice right there. The practice of, of being okay with being uncomfortable was something that's very easy to do. Like, otherwise, I'd have to go somewhere and like, you know, go in the wilderness or do something much more challenging. It takes more time when I can just not eat for a couple days um, and, and gain some of those skills. Next question is from Liam Hodgson. What are your favorite types of gyms to go to and how does the experience differ? Mm. Oh yeah, good question. So there's there's two main gyms, type gyms that I'll work out in and then there's other gyms that I'll occasionally work out in. So the two main gyms are my garage um, and the club sport, which is kind of like a upscale type Spa. of a gym. Yeah, but they have a nice functional area. I will say that. Real nice functional workout area. I just got a membership. They closed me finally. Where? Yeah. Oh, you finally got a membership <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, because I kept doing day passes. I thought they weren't going to let you in after what I said. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, he messed up your showers last time. You yeah. guys uh, still going to let him in? Yeah. Because yeah. you know somebody did. Like, Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, so when I work out in my garage, it's uh, chalk, it's barbells, dumbbells, it's heavier typically. It's dirtier, it's in and, you. and I'm just, and I'm going, I'm going hard, I'm going hard in there. <laughs> Is that during bench? Or? Hey, yeah. uh, when I'm at when I'm at uh, Club Sport, then uh, you know it, it, I'm doing much more machines. I use way more machines when I go there, just to have access to them. Um, and uh, I like the steam room and the sauna afterwards, so I, I do that kind of stuff. <clears throat> um, and then if I go to like a random. store, strange gym if it's a bodybuilder type gym or whatever you know each of these different gyms it makes me feel different and i get a different kind of a wor Dude, workout I, those are the ego gyms i 100 percent agree with that here's the thing it just really depends on how how you look at like fitness and how much of it you're like i we're all really into this right like katrina gives me shit about this all the time like she gets mad at me because I have a 24-hour fitness membership. I have a club sport membership. I have an American Barbell membership. We have our gym here. Like, I've got stuff in the garage to work out with. But here's how I – I mean, that stuff is so important to me that I – and the reason why I've justified it and I value it and spinning – and a lot of – like, my buddy who's, like, a tight ass about everything – financially would be like, that's so ridiculous. Like you haven't used that gym membership in three months. Why would you even still pay for it? It's like, well, what I don't ever want is for me to not do something for, you know, do something physical or active because I don't have access to it. Right. Like sometimes I just had this, the other, I mean, I've got the rower down in my garage. I rode just two nights ago. I hadn't used it in a few weeks, but I also don't feel like it's a waste of money for me because I was able to use that. And I like the fact that I have that access to that right away whenever I want to. I like that when I get in the mood to swim again, I go down to club sport and I do that. Or if I want to steam in a really nice place or train in the, their field that they have there, I want, to, mm -hmm. I want to have access to that. Sometimes I want to be just in our studio where nobody's around. I get barefoot. I take my shirt off. I blast the music. I turn the lights off. I watch football on the TV. It's like, so it really depends on the things that, you get excited about when you work out. Now we're all kind of fitness fanatics. So I, I find value in all those things. When I'm most motivated and like, I feel the best about my physique and I've been training consistently. I love going to American barbell at all times. There's at least three to five other pro bodybuilders in there. And because I still, I come from that still, I like that. It's motivating. It, I get hyped up to, to be lifting next to other people that are training hard and dedicated and disciplined. I know the work they're putting into training. And it makes me, when I go there, like not half-ass my workout. Where if I'm in here by myself, 
I might cruise to the workout. Eh, that's enough. Now I'm gonna go sit in the in the infrared sauna for a while. Mm-hmm. Like you know, so it just it really depends on what I'm trying to get out of my workout will dictate what gym I head over to. And I like I feel it's worth the two hundred or three hundred dollars a month that I probably pay and all the memberships mm. to have access to it because I value that. Yeah, I'm definitely drawn to specific types of gyms. I and it's it's funny. I think it's mainly because like going through sports training and like there's elements to it. Like if there's a big field, like I immediately I want to move. Like I love like the the whole movement where now they're incorporating this grass element uh, next to the weights. Like that was like game changer for me because it like reignited that. Uh, type of like athletic minded, you know, I'm going to get my workout in, but I'm also going to move and express myself after the workout. I love that. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, club sport had that, but they also have the, the old man stuff, which is great with the, the steam and the, you know, the sauna and all that. <laughs> Did you hear him? Did you, I tried to point it out to you when he was dropping the hundred pound dumbbells at club sport. No, I didn't say anything to you. I'm bringing it up now for the first time. <laughs> that's the, like that's like the no no there. That's oh, part, yeah. like once <laughs> I, I about yeah. That. So I won't lift heavy at club sport upstairs because it's upstairs. And when you drop you those hundreds, it oh, it fucking echoes through the whole entire place. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm surprised that no one came over and said anything to you. I tapped Sal on the shoulder when oh, you had your head, you had your headphones on. He's over there, yeah. chest. Yeah. Chest. Yeah. He drops yeah. the whole place. Yeah. Goes. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Lightly put down hundreds? Well, like, no. That's why like stupid. I only train there like that weight training when I'm like like Sal doing machine work. Or going yeah. real light up there, I won't go heavy in that place just, uh, yeah. just for that Hilarious. reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, just not give a fuck. I don't fucking care, dude. Yeah, like I mean, and the funny thing is, like when we work out when I was in high school, it was like this tiny, tiny. It was about the size of the studio. Like we had to to fit in like seventy guys. Best workout, I bet. Oh my god! But then somebody would bust ass and like clear the entire uh, place. It'd be ruined, yeah. you know. So I'm not nostalgic about that. It, it's funny because uh, a lot of people think you need to have a lot of equipment. You need to have a great gym, no. you know, to feel oh, motivated. Just weights. I'll tell you what, man. If if I think back to my entire life of of working out. My best workouts ever were in the fucking smallest, dirtiest, like my my backyard workouts, some of my best ever. Some of my most memorable workouts were in my backyard. The YMCA that I started working out at, when I, one of the first gyms that I became a member of, some of the best workouts I ever had in my entire life were there. Um, what's that gym in Texas? Big Tex? Yeah, yeah. Big, Big Tex was rad. One. We, we walked into that gym to film with Ben Pollock. And we were all hung over. Remember that? The night before, we'd stayed up late. We drank. All of us woke up. We're like, oh, we feel like garbage. But we walked in there, and the environment of this place made all of us want to work out. We all decided- You guys would have liked the shop in in Virginia. Yeah, it had that same kind of big text vibe, but it was like cleaner and everything, Mm -hmm. but a little bit more uh, uh, sanitary. The gym that disappointed me the most, that I just didn't get that vibe from, that I thought I would, was Gold's Venice. I've worked out at Gold's Venice now I twice. I actually uh, think it's one, over-glamorized. It's way overrated. Yeah. I think that gym's whack. Yeah. it's. Yeah. it's, it's I mean, I'm going to piss off a bunch of people that dude. work out there and love it and stuff like that. Whack. Yeah. It's, all, got, it's, got, equipment, it's got all the equipment you need, you uh, know, but it doesn't... Like, I walked in there and I expected to, like... It doesn't even have all the equipment. It's okay, dude. It's not... The, the equipment selection ain't even that big. They haven't yeah. changed it the, in, like, decades. It's built... It's, I mean, it's really... It's it's because of the place where it's at. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's because it's it's a it's famous history. Yes. The golden era. And, mm-hmm. and they also did it... The outside part where everybody takes Instagram photos, the, the green wall... The peeling, yeah, is, paint or whatever. ...is famous. But other yeah. than that, the gym is... It doesn't even crack my top 10. 
It doesn't no. even crack my top 20. No. There's so no. many other gyms. Now, I've... you know where I want to work out still that I still have yet to do? And I'm going to make a, I'm gonna make a trip there just to work out because I've always wanted to work out. Bev's. No, Muscle Beach. Oh. But you're right. Bev's is another one. That's a, that's a good one. That's East Coast. Uh, yeah. What they call it, East Coast Mecca. Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about Muscle Beach. I've never been – I've never, and I love working out outdoors. If you ever lifted weights in the sun, yeah. it's the best. Oh, it's the yeah. absolute fucking best. So they have Muscle Beach, which I guess they're, re, they're redoing. They're renovating it. So the last time we were down there – couldn't get a workout, but at some point I'd like to go down there, pay the fee, go and work out in the sun with the beach right there, and then right after my workout, take off my shirt, go go in the Jump water. Jump in the ocean. Yeah, tell me that wouldn't be awesome. I like it. And with that, go to mindpumpfree.com and download our guides. They're all absolutely free. You can also find all of us on Instagram. You can find Justin at mindpumpjustin. You can find me at mindpumpsal. And Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.